0: Hello. I hope I haven't kept you waiting. Yes, this is the crime club. I'm the librarian. A pitch in time. Yes, we have that story for you. by the window. Comfortable? The manuscript is on this shelf. Here it is, A Pitch in Time, the very unusual story of a baseball game that was held up by foul play. Let's look at it under the reading lamp. (laughs) Hank Harper was young and handsome, and he trusted everyone. And just why he became a policeman No one in Spencer Town could understand. And after the initial surprise was over, no one cared. It was a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Just the right kind of a day for the annual baseball game between the police and the firemen. And rookie Hank Harper was on his way to the ballpark with the equipment for the police team. It was one of his jobs to get it there. The other one was that of a pitcher. As Hank's jalopy dribbled through town, the back seat loaded with baseball equipment and the front seat loaded with Hank and Mabel, his girlfriend, a small drama was taking place in the aforesaid front seat.
1: I would still like to know what makes you think you're a pitcher. Well,
0: all the boys in the
2: force think so. I've been practicing with the team for two months.
1: That doesn't answer my question, Hank Harper.
2: Sergeant Keith said I got the best, fast baller you've ever seen.
1: Huh, what does he know?
2: He's the manager and the coach. Why, if he don't know about baseball and pitches, he then he
1: doesn't know about pitches.
2: Yeah, what about my curves and my control?
1: What curves?
2: Inside and out. I know how to make them break, Mabel.
1: There's no such thing like a curve in baseball, Hank. What? It's an optical illusion. Why,
2: you're kidding, honey.
1: Do you know what a curve is?
2: Why, sure. It's
1: part of a circle. Can you make a baseball go around like a circle?
2: It ain't done that way, Mabel. Oh, so you admit it. Now, wait a minute. I'll explain it to you. Don't
1: even try. I'm convinced that there's no such thing like a curve in baseball. What are you stopping here for?
2: Let's get out. I'm going to show you.
1: Show me what?
2: Now, let's see. I need a pitcher's glove, a ball, and a catches me.
1: You're not going to pitch to me, Hank Harper.
2: Okay, I got him. Let's go, Mabel. Are you serious? Why, well, sure I'm serious. I'm going to prove to you that there is a curve in baseball. And also why Sergeant Keith is putting the honor of the police department on my natural pitching ability.
1: Not with my face, you're not.
2: Who said anything about your face?
1: A pitcher needs a catcher, doesn't he?
2: Well, certainly. I'm going to ask that guy standing over there in the open lot. Oh,
1: no. Why not?
2: He's got nothing to do. Come on, push out.
1: All right, but if he catches like I think you pitch... You're going to find out a few things about me, Mabel.
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. And about baseball, too.
1: Hank, remember, we got to get to the ballpark.
2: Oh, there's lots of time, honey. A couple of hours.
1: The team needs the equipment. They might want to practice. They ain't even there yet.
2: You know, Mabel, this ain't such a bad idea. Besides showing you what you don't know about baseball... I'll be warming up for the game.
1: What'll you do when you get to the ballpark?
2: I'll watch the firemen practicing. That's a good way to get a line and watch what they're hitting.
1: You'll find that out after the game starts. Hank, wait. What's the matter? That man. There's something awful strange about him.
2: Yeah? I don't see nothing strange.
1: Why is he standing so close to the back entrance of the bank? On Sunday, too.
2: Maybe he likes it there because it's in the shade.
1: Hmm. Why doesn't he go to the park and sit under a
2: tree? Some people don't like the park. I used to know a guy who got sick every time he played pool.
1: Now, what's that got to do with what
2: I'm talking about? A lot, Mabel. The guy was allergic to green. And you know something? What? It was years before he found it out.
1: Oh, I don't care, Hank. That man over there is up to no good.
2: There you go. Thinking everybody is a crook just because I'm a cop.
1: You know that isn't
2: true. He looks like any other respectable citizen to me. Um, hey, you. Yeah? You doing anything in particular? Nothing? Why? How'd you like to catch a few? Meaning what, mister? My girl here says there ain't no curb in baseball. (laughs) Well, I guess she ought to know. She don't. She even says I ain't no pitcher. Well, now, that's tough, ain't it? Here, come on, I'll convince her. Here, take this catcher, Smith. What for?
1: He wants to see how much she can miss it by.
2: I got no time. You'll be doing me a big favor, bud.
1: Sure, you might even warm him up for the game. Game?
2: what game the cops versus the firemen i'm pitching for uh what side the cops oh well, well why didn't you say so in the first place
3: give me that mitt pal you can pitch to me for the next half hour
2: what did i tell you mabel he's a nice guy he just don't like the sunlight
4: Huh? Why isn't our team on the field practicing That's a good question chief When I find the answer I'll break his neck Well Hank Hopper hasn't showed up with the equipment I phoned his home He left an hour and fifteen minutes ago I phoned Mabel's home. Who's Mabel? Uh, she's his girlfriend. My wife brought them together. You don't say. Oh, yeah. They're a very fine couple, sir. We're hoping that someday they me the details, Hart. I'm sorry, Chief. 20,000 people from all over the county waiting to see us play. And you talk about romance. The police department, without a bat, without a glove to catch a ball with. Without a ball, sir. Is it any wonder we can't nab that Benedict gang of bank robbers? We can't even come into a ballpark fully prepared. There's only one way I can figure it out, sir. Mark, at my words, Keith, there's going to be a shake-up one of these days. It'll be more than a shake-up, it'll be an eruption. Yes, sir, but as I I was saying... I want that Benedict gang put behind bars and I want it done fast sick and tired of having these hoodlums make a monkey out of me six bank robberies in two months Three of them repeat. Uh, will you step over here, Chief? Where? Uh, the public address system. There's a lot of people in the stands that'd like to hear you. No, Keith, no speeches now. I'm not in the mood. Some other time, maybe. Well, then, can I say a few words in Hank Harper's behalf? Can you? Uh, he, he's a fine boy, and he's going to have a good record someday. He's still a rookie, you know. I know. I've known him and his family for many years. The only way I can figure out is not being hairy. Well, he Well, he had an accident with the car. Uh, well, be that as it may, we can't afford to wait. We'll have to swallow our pride, well, if you say so, Chief. Sergeant, ask the uh, firemen if they have any equipment to spare. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, temporarily, of course, so my boys can crack I'll do that, sir, but uh, it won't do any good. What? We need more than equipment, Chief. We need a pitcher. What did you say? Hank Hopper's my only hope. Now, if he shows up in time... If? Sergeant Keith, don't tell me you built our team around one pitcher. Oh, no, no. I had three pitchers, but uh, two of them can't work today. Oh, are they tired? Well, Prescott was injured last night, arresting two burglars. And Larson has a sore back. And I have a... Come with me, Sergeant. Where, Chief? The locker room. What are we going to do there? Pray, Sergeant. Get down on our knees and pray for rain.
2: Joe, tree, tree. <laughs> Some control, eh, huh, Mabel. Uh, uh, oh, are you speaking to me, Hank? Oh, uh, honey, you ain't been watching. Mm, I'm too busy thinking. How am I going to convince you if you don't watch? What are you thinking about? A
1: mm, couple of things. Uh, for one, what time is it?
2: Mm, one fifteen. Sergeant Sheath said to be at the ballpark by one30 We got fifteen minutes to go.
1: Oh, well, that gives me time to talk about the other thing. What other thing? Is Joe a lookout or isn't he? A lookout. Look out for what? For somebody who might be transacting illegal business in that bank.
2: Oh, now listen, Mabel. I was
1: only thinking about it,
2: dear. Does Joe look like a crook to you? He does. Now look, honey, I'm a cop. I should know a crook when I see
1: one. Take a good look at Joe.
2: Oh, the guy's okay, Mabel. You can take it from me.
1: All right, Hank, I'll take it from you. But you happen to have to take it from the chief if you should happen to be wrong, which I know you happen to be. Hey, hey. Oh, come coming, Joe.
2: Stand back, Mabel. I'm going to give him my fastball now. I need room for the wind-up.
1: And there's another thing, You Hank. shouldn't do that, Mabel. If Joe isn't a crook, why was he hanging around the back door to this bank in this open lot on Sunday? A guy's got a right to spend Sunday where he likes, Mabel. But why here? Why not some other lot if he
2: likes open lots? That's his business. I can't walk up to a guy and ask him if he's a crook. You've got to
1: catch him first. I didn't ask you to ask him, Hank. Then what's all the talk about? bang on the front door of the bank. If the watchman inside is conscious, he'll look through the glass to see who's banging. If he isn't, he won't. Will that make you happy, chicken? It might make you a hero.
2: Okay, I'll do it. After this next pitch.
1: Why not now? Just one more pitch. Hey, you ready,
2: Joe? All right, Hank. My lightning ball. <laughs> right down the middle from
1: <gasps> Hank!
2: I beamed him. It It got to wait me.
1: Come on. He's lying so still.
2: Keep your fingers crossed that ain't manslaughter, Mabel. Oh,
1: gee. Is he dead?
2: He's still breathing.
1: Joe. Joe. He's not listening, Hank. Joe. Oh, Joe.
2: We'd better get him to a hospital, Mabel. I think he's hurt bad.
1: I'll phone for an ambulance.
2: No. We'll take him to the car. Time is of the essence. But,
1: Hank, what about the equipment and the game? A
2: man's life is in danger. It's a cop duty to help the needy and the suffering she, a nice guy like Joe, and such a good catcher. I wonder what could have happened to my control.
4: Yeah. All right, Mason, keep the alarm going citywide. The chief wants Hank Hopper here if you have to bring him in a wagon. Nothing yet, Chief? Not a word, Chief. Not even a mention. Not even the hospitals? No place, sir. Well... I'm sick, sir. Very sick. You're a healthy man compared to me, Sergeant. Well, what can we do now? Ten minutes to game time, and here we are holed up in the locker room, afraid to show our faces in public. And me, a public official. It isn't right, Sergeant, that a rookie should do this to me. His father was my best friend. I persuaded that boy to join the force. I, I brought him into the team. It was in my own house that he and Mabel... You know something, Chief? I thought I did. Once. We prayed for nothing. It ain't going to rain. Oh, no. well, perhaps we expected too much. We can't always count on Providence, you know. I'm beginning to find that out, sir. We've got to learn to do a few things for ourselves. Yes. Oh, well. Where do we go from here? I wish I knew, sir. I'm a practical man, Sergeant. I know that by nightfall, the mayor will have me on the carpet. Yes. Not to mention the budget committee. They won't like the idea of equipment bought and paid for but never used. And we'll have to give the customers out there back their money. It's a tragedy, Keith. And to think Hank Hopper did this to you, which it's unbelievable. Did you have to mention his name? Well, I only did it in passing, sir. Don't you think I feel sick enough? Let me tell you something, Sergeant... When I get my hands on that boy, I'm not going to break him out of the department. You're not? I'm going to break him in half. Wait, this might be it, sir. Maybe they've located him. Hello, Sergeant Keith talking. Yes? Yes? You don't say. You don't say. You don't. He doesn't say what, Keith. All right, all right, I'll kill him. Well? That was Sergeant Danaher reporting a robbery. Well, what about Hank? Her- what robbery? Oh, the bank on Prospect Avenue, next to the open lot. Two men bound and gagged the watchman, and uh, burned a hole in the vault and walked off with a $100,000. Just like that? The watchman says they were on the job for two or three hours. Yeah. Any orders, sir? Yes. Call up the zoo and tell them to reserve a cage for me. That Benedict gang has made a monkey out of me again.
2: What's the verdict, Doctor? There won't be any, Mr. Harper, if you
0: don't give me a chance to examine this man.
2: That's all right. Take all the time you need. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm, Hank. Uh, What is it, Mabel? We gotta go. I gotta find out about Joe first.
1: He's sleeping and there's nothing you can do to wake him up.
2: It's my duty to stick around. Suppose he comes to and find out he's in a hospital with strange faces all around him.
1: But the game, Hank. There's still
2: plenty of time. Look, it's only 1.15 by my watch.
1: That clock on the wall says 3.20, dear. Hmm? Holy smoke, my watch stopped. So have you. Well, Mr. Pitcher, yeah. it's only 20 minutes after game time. That's all right. The sergeant's probably got lost in a press card pitch until I get there. Who's catching? Riley. Without a mitt, Riley's tough. Um, what'd you say? Pardon me for being so blunt, darling, but all the equipment is in your car. There's no game without the equipment. There's not even a team. Mabel,
2: one of us will have to go.
1: Sure, but which one?
2: Well, Mr. Harper. Shh, the doctor. Uh,
0: how is he, Doc? Not too good, I'm afraid.
1: That's what I said from the start.
0: There's no skull fracture, but there is severe concussion.
1: Does that mean he'll have to stay here?
0: At least a week, miss. Probably, too.
1: Oh, how nice. Mabel! Now, Hank, you don't want Joe wandering around the streets, do you? You'd you'd never see him again.
0: Yeah.
2: Joe's really a nice guy, ain't
1: he? Yeah, and such a good catcher. You never can tell when he might need a little catching himself.
0: Yeah. There's just one more thing, Mr. Harper. Something else, Doc? A little matter of detail. I'll have to file a report on this case. That's all right. Go ahead. How was this man injured? I beamed him. You what?
2: I hit him in the head with a baseball.
0: I see.
1: Hank, I think we'd better be going. Goodbye, Doctor.
0: I think you had better stay until I notify the police.
1: Here's where you busted, darling.
0: Why the police? Assault and battery with intent to kill. That's a felony, Mr. Harper.
2: Me? But I'm a cop myself.
0: Impossible.
2: Why, well, sure. Here's the proof. Look. Machine... My credentials?
0: Unbelievable. Well, in that case, you injured this man in the line of duty.
2: No, doctor,
1: in the line of a wild pitch.
2: I still can't understand what happened to my control. Oh, look, maybe it's Joe. He's coming, too.
1: But where's he going? That's the question.
2: Joe. Joe, can you hear me? It's me, your pitching pal, Hank Harper. Mike. Mike. He doesn't know who I am.
1: He thinks I'm Mike. Uh, Joe. Let him talk, Hank. He's trying to say something. But, Mabel, I've got to straighten him out. You already have.
3: Mike, he's there. He's Hank, quick. Ask him where. Where, Joe? You
1: know. 1492.
3: 1492.
2: He's getting historical.
3: 1492 Columbus Avenue. Third floor. <laughs>
2: That's it, Hank. Mabel, you stick here with him. I'll see you later. Are you going there alone? Of course. Somebody's got to tell Joe's family what happened to him. Might as well be me, the guy who's responsible. Who's there? Hank Harper. I want to see Mike.
3: Yeah? He don't live here no more.
2: Well, that's funny. Joe said this was the place.
3: What about Joe? Are you Mike? No, I'm Red. What about Joe? He's in the hospital. In the hospital? Hey, you hear that, Mike? Yeah, I heard it. Come in, Mr. Harper. We'd like to hear more. What hospital?
2: The downtown. Come on, I'll take it Wait a
3: minute, wait a minute. I've still got a couple of questions.
2: But Joe's hurt and he's asking for you. How'd he get hurt? I beamed him with a baseball. Oh, you did, huh? For nothing? It was in the open lot next to the bank. Me and my girl, Mabel, were passing by, and I asked Joe if he'd catch a few. Well,
3: I'll be how do you like that, Mike, while me and you were sweating shut it out, playing baseball with a guy and a gal. Hey, that's bad,
2: Mike. I said
3: shut up, Red. Yeah, but... I... Shut up. Okay, Mike, I'm through talking.
2: You fellas don't get along, do you? Oh, we manage. Oh, Joe's a swell guy. There ought to be more harmony between his brothers. Brothers? Sure, there's plenty of harmony, Hank. Once in a while we get mad, but we're only human. So you beam Joe and put him in the hospital, I huh? I hope you don't hold it against me, fellas. Relax, pal. The best thing that ever happened to our brother. He's been needing the rest for a long time. He didn't look tired of me. I know, I know. It never shows on him. But inside, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like that. They look fine, and all of a sudden... They're leading the parade. yeah. Sometimes an accident is the best thing that can happen to a guy You're telling me Oh, uh, excuse me, Mike There's a couple of $20 bills on the floor Where? Uh, here under the table, I'll get them for you You're getting careless rent uh,
3: th- They must have slipped through my fingers, boss, when I picked up the pile huh?
2: Here's your money, Mike Oh, thanks, pal Now, uh, how about something to drink? Uh, later, after we get back from the hospital you, uh, you worried about Joe? The doc said he was hurt bad but he's in good hands, ain't he? Sure, so why worry? Get
4: the glasses, Red.
3: Sure, right away.
4: Sit down, Hank. You're one of the family now. Thanks, fellas. Make yourself at home. Like you might be spending the rest of your life here. <laughs> <laughs> This is how they got in, Chief. The back door. I don't care how they got in, Sergeant Keith. I want to know why they got away. Why? I'm asking you, Sergeant. This makes robbery number seven for that Benedict gang. Oh, are you sure it was them? I recognize the trademark. Oh, to be sure. Well, anyway, they did one good thing for us. Did they? They gave us an excuse to postpone the game. That's going to help me a lot in my career, Sergeant. Well, it gives us another chance, sir. Let's get back to my car. Yes, sir. I want every house, every cellar, every dive searched. Send out a nationwide alarm. I want that Benedict gang. I'll do that, sir. Now, don't waste another minute. No, sir, I'll... Bless my soul, look. What now, Sergeant? That baseball on the ground, Chief. <laughs> Sergeant Keith, can I persuade you to think of crime for a change just to make me happy? That's what I'm doing, sir. Well, then let's get... it go. In a minute, sir. This baseball belongs to us. What? It's got the seal of the police department on it. Sergeant, is it possible? I'm afraid it is, Chief. It's our equipment, and Hank Hopper was in charge of it. Well, I only hope he is, sir. I mean, I'll have to change my opinion of that boy. He's a hero. He gave up the pleasure of pitching a baseball game to do his duty. I wouldn't be surprised if he took the Benedict gang single-handed. Did he? Then whose blood is that on the ground? Blood? Where's the nearest hospital? The downtown, sir. It's a couple of blocks from here. Let's hurry. If that boy is there... He's got to be there. No, that's not what I mean. That gang of bank robbers has got to be there. Come on, sergeant.
3: It's three o'clock in the morning. Shut up, Red. Huh? I said shut up. Oh, I didn't say nothing, Mike. I don't like your singing. And Hank don't like it either.
2: Do you, Hank? I've heard words.
3: You, you see, he likes me to have fun. Shut up. Okay.
2: Have another drink, Hank. Uh, no more, Mike. I've got to get back to the hospital. Mabel won't know what happened to me Well, what's a girl between friends? I don't talk that way about Mabel And I don't let nobody else talk My about... tongue slipped Don't you, uh, like our company, Hank? Well, sure I do, but... Okay, okay, then have another drink Throw up, Red.
3: Uh, right away, Mike
2: But, uh, I've had enough, honest I... Either kinda... you drink with us or you don't If you drink, you're a pal If you don't... Now, listen, Mike, really... Well, Hank, which one are you? We finished the whole bottle, didn't we? Friend or enemy? Ain't you fellas anxious to see Joe? Joe! Shut up, Red.
3: But, Mike, I was only asking every That's what I... uh uh-huh. Company, Red. Uh, I'll see who it is. Wait a minute, you lug. Find out first. Well, that's what I meant, Mike. Uh What do you want?
1: Is Hank Harper in there?
2: Mabel. That's Mabel.
3: What do I do now, Mike?
2: You, uh... You sure that's Mabel, Hank? am I sure... The sweetest voice in the world. Okay, Red. Let her in. Bye.
1: Well, what are you boys playing? Freeze out? I
2: hope you ain't mad about my not coming right back to the hospital, honey.
1: Me? Mad? When you're keeping such good company?
2: Hey, that's some tomato, Mike. Mm,
1: Such nice people. Who are your friends, Hank?
2: Well, uh, that's Mike and that's Red. This is Mabel.
3: Wow, what a cookie.
1: Look out, Red. You don't break your teeth on it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: a slugger, too.
2: Sit down, Red. Huh?
3: Sit down. Oh, okay, Mike. Hey, but, but the gal should have a drink, too.
2: She will. Uh, Where'd you get this address, Mabel?
1: From Joe. He talked in his sleep.
2: Uh-huh. Anybody
3: else get it? The doctor. How about the cops, baby? I
2: got
1: it, Mike. Hey,
3: Mike, what goes? Why talk about the cops? Shut up, Red. Well, I was only asking. Don't
2: ask. What's the pitch, Hank? The pitch? What are you looking for? I told you. Joe asked for you and I came to take you to the hospital. That story's no good, pal. Say, what are you guys anyway? Why didn't you drink the stuff I gave you? Why? Echoes should be heard but not seen. All right, it's no good. The worst liquor I ever tasted. So you pretended to go through the bottle with us, huh? And when you thought I wasn't looking, you dumped your whiskey out of the window. Is that what he did, Mike? First, you tried to get us to go to the hospital so your mom could come in here and clean us off. Me? What's he talking about, Mabel?
1: You better listen to him, honey. I think you're about to learn something.
2: When that didn't work, you thought you'd drink us under the table. You should have kept your eyes open, bud. You would have seen me spill my drink every time you spilled yours.
1: Where's the money, Mike?
2: What money, Mabel?
1: The wad they took out of the bank while you were pitching to Joe. A hundred thousand dollars. You mean them and Joe... Crooks, darling. What I've been saying right along.
2: Those two twenty dollar bills and... Well, well, I'll be... Don't
3: move, Harper. Get your hand away from your coat. Now listen, Red.
1: You better do as he says, Hank. They are a couple of killers and they got the right tools for the job. Yeah. What a dope... That should have been my line, darling.
3: Risk him, Red. Yeah, right away, Mike. Hey, look, Mike. Huh? A service holster. This guy ain't no crook. He's a cop. Well, welcome. Get some rope, Red. Oh, we're we going to tie him up and leave him here? We're going to tie him up
2: and set fire to the apartment.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's much better. I must be getting soft. Oh,
2: Red. Yeah? Before you go, to something I want you to do for me.
3: Oh, uh, well, what? Give me that gun. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, oh hey. Get them up, you Hey, Mike,
2: cops, more cops Sergeant Keith And the chief Good
4: work, Chief. He shot the gun line out of his hand I told you we'd take them alive, chief Get the guns, Hank These boys are through shooting for a while
1: My, how pretty they look with their hands up Almost like gentlemen Where's
3: the money, Mike? Look for it It's uh, in the closet, chief Double, double crosser I'll get you for this red Don't let him hit me Don't let him hit me I'm turning state's evidence I'll
4: see that he's a good boy, Red Here's a couple of bracelets for you, Mike. And here's a couple for you, too, Red.
3: Uh, for me, Sergeant? But, uh, I'm gonna sing.
4: Sure, sure. But you won't mind if we keep you in a cage for a while, will you?
3: Well, <laughs> you gotta do your duty, don't you? Get
4: going. Congratulations, Harper. I see that you get a citation for this. Thanks, Chief. The most successful rookie we've ever had on our police force.
2: Thanks, Chief. But there's uh, one thing I'd like to explain.
4: Well, what is it, my boy? About
2: why I didn't show up at the game. You see, Mabel made the remark that there's no such thing like a curve in baseball.
4: And then she said I couldn't pitch, so the first chance I Are got... Are you apologizing? The game has been postponed for one week. After what you just did, you can pitch for me any time.
2: Any time? How about in the game?
4: Well, of course. Why, you're the man of the hour. You just captured the Benedict gang, including Mike Benedict himself.
2: Me? Was that the... Mike and Red and Joe, too? Hank, darling. Joe, too? And him such a good catcher? Hello, Mabel.
1: Oh, you did a great job, darling. Every pitch came from my heart. I could see it.
2: They knocked me out of the box, chicken.
1: Oh, now, that's nothing to cry about. I heard it happens to professionals, too. But the firemen, I don't understand it. You don't understand what? What happened to it,
2: Mabel? What happened to my control? (laughs)
0: So closes tonight's story, A Pitch in Time. Stedman Coles wrote the radio script. Roger Bauer produced and directed. Walter Kinsella played Hank Harper. Ann Thomas was Mabel. Cameron Pudum was the chief of police. King Calder played Mike. Bill Smith was Sergeant Keith. Earl George was Red. And Barry Thompson, the doctor. Oh, I beg your pardon. Hello. I hope I haven't kept you waiting. Yes, this is the crime club. I'm the librarian. Yes, come over a week from tonight. Good. We have the very exciting story of a gypsy caravan that didn't move until it got set for murder. It's called The Gypsy Sings of Death. In the meantime... Well, in the meantime, there's a new crime club book available this week and every week at bookstores everywhere. Yes, it's available now. Fine. And we look for you next week. Oh, yes. Here is something important. Today, there is a crisis in our country's school system. Schools are understaffed, classrooms are crowded, and buildings and equipment inadequate and deteriorating. The teacher's morale is at its lowest point in history. Many are leaving the school system. The main victims of this sorry state of affairs are the children of this nation. 28 million of them. And the nation itself. It is the duty of Americans to see that these conditions are corrected. You can do it by joining and working with local groups, such as your parent-teacher organizations. Look them up in your locality and become a part of them. Only through the organized efforts of these groups can you guarantee your child the kind of education he's entitled to. This program came from New York. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.